2: can score with the Jim Allen group at the jagadvantage.com equal housing opportunity but let's get to today's fan poll and we will open it up for calls because why not it's a Monday and there's a lot of stuff to get to uh let's do the listener poll fan poll it is a fantastic thing I put it up there this morning at 6 14 a.m and question is very simple what's the biggest Monday topic Answer A, UNC gives NIT the Heisman. Answer two, Duke wins the ACC tournament. Answer C, Panthers trade for number one. And Anther, uh, Anther? answer, answer, <laughs> answer Roman numeral four. And the answer, yeah, the answer. <laughs> uh, Kane's offense MIA. Until about 10 minutes ago, The Canes offense being missing in action was first. The Panthers trading for the first overall pick is once again number one. 36.8% there, 34.8% looking for the Carolina Hurricanes goal scoring. The third choice, UNC giving the NIT the Heisman, and the fourth choice, Duke winning the ACC championship, UNC getting 18.3% of the vote. That's where I want to start because I think it's the biggest deal today. Hurricanes offense is what it is. The Panthers trading for number one is a big, big deal. But this is an ongoing story because there's a lot that is going to happen between now and the draft. No, they are not trading down. Stop it. And Duke winning the ACC championship, we are going to talk about it. But to me... The story of today is the decision last night for North Carolina to skip the NIT. Thanks, but no thanks. Contrary to popular opinion on social media, North Carolina has not routinely done this. That was actually said. I don't know who, but I was reading it in my time like, what are you talking about? It's never happened. Not in the modern era of college basketball. Not in an expanded field. Granted, they haven't been in this position very often. But in the two years since they expanded to 64 teams, they went to the NIT. Matt Doherty went to the NIT. They lost in the third round. They were eligible. They lost a ton of games one year, and they didn't even make the NIT because they weren't eligible but Matt Doherty went in his third year and they lost to Georgetown in the third round. And Roy Williams had a team that had the likes of, I like, I'm not even kidding here. Ed Davis was a first round NBA draft pick. Tyler Zeller, who was a first round NBA draft pick. John Henson, who was a first round NBA draft pick. The Ware twins, who played it then transferred and played at UCLA? Like that team went to the NIT. Why is this team above it? And that's the that's the, the way I look at it. I get the humanity of it. I get the disappointment of their season and how they were built up, built up, built up by other people. And ultimately they didn't meet anybody's expectations, obviously their own but also everybody else's, and they heard about it for five months. I get it. But where did did the lack of leadership in the program allow it to manifest itself in that we could just pull the plug? Ah, we're done. I was told that sports builds character, helps to build character. I was told about that. I was told about how you fight through. I know like people sent me the quotes from the Hubert Davis introductory press conference. We're always going to play. We're always going to be there. We're always going to uh, fight. I, I guess until we decide we don't want to. Disappointing. I get it that Baycott, Davis, Love, Black. I can understand them not wanting to play. I, could, I can absolutely understand that. I also remember hearing Caleb Love said, I'll play. I remember and now Dennis, you talked to Caleb Love before we get to calls here. I did. You said you talked to Caleb Love. You talked to Armando Bacon, He uh-huh. said he doesn't want to, but he'll do what the coach tells him to do. That's right. So where's Hubert? Good question. I love Hubert Davis. I, I it pains me to call uh to call foul, if you will, on Hubert Davis. I love Hubert Davis. I loved him last year. I love him this year. I will always love that guy. But it bothers me that this was somehow a collaborative effort when it should have been Hubert saying, we're playing, who's playing? North Carolina's showing up to the NIT. Who's coming? You don't want to play, that's fine. You have the right to opt out. Because it isn't about the four or five guys who might not want to play. It's about the program." my feeling on that eight six zero five fan eight six zero five three two six todd and kinston todd what's going on
0: hey how's it going first of all i just want to give a shout out to brian hall it was good hearing from him i went to school with him back at our lady of grace in greensboro look at this he's going to sacramento since we ain't going anywhere (laughs) um but i mean last time i checked uh Sports was a dictatorship, and I think Hubert has given this team way too much power. He should have said, We're going. If nothing else, I'm going to develop some guys that didn't get a whole lot of play in time because chances are we may lose some of these guys. And I would just like he's not going to come out and say it, but I would like, you know, Roy's two cents on this decision. And I'm just wondering if, you know, Bubba Cunningham was in on this because we probably would have had the first two games if we won in Chapel Hill, right. the home crowd.
2: Yes, you don't know what kind of home crowd that would be, though. And I think they would probably there were probably some people who were leery of a half-filled Smith Center, but that to me that's a secondary concern. Uh also the finances involved is a secondary concern for me. Um the primary concern is it's not about the players. It's not about these guys uh deciding. It's about the program. I mean, with all respect to Armando Bacot and Caleb Love and R.J. Davis and Leaky Black um, and to a lesser extent Pete Nance. The program is going to be around well after their basketball playing is done. This is about this is about the University of North Carolina. And I, I don't think you let players make these decisions. Oh, I mean, I'm not I'm not completely ignoring what they went through. I'm not ignoring it at all. I recognize how difficult this year must have been, but. To me, Hubert Davis is like should be. We are playing. We are accepting this bid. Who's going to show up and play?
0: Yeah, I just I hate it for Leaky Black because I would have loved to have seen him play a little bit more. And I just feel like our man Armando is just worried about his next appearance on Outer Banks.
2: <laughs> I don't, we, we didn't we didn't need that uh, that kind of loaded comment there, Todd. <laughs> what look what's what's the resentment towards Armando who gave it all this year?
0: I mean I like Armando. I just I, I feel like, you know, he should have he should have manned up and said, "Hey, let's let's go. Let's let's win as many games as we're able to win. Let's keep playing."
2: Like I said, I there there is a disappointment that is natural for all of those guys. And I think Armando I think he wore the weight of this entire season uh on his face this year. I really do. But
0: yeah, I think I Armando he would have Yeah, either. but I think
2: Armando would have played if the team was gonna go, he said. I because I know Dennis, you talked to him, but the clip I heard, you know, he said, I don't want to go.
0: He's not want to go, but, but if Hubert it, it, they said we'll go, then I'll play.
2: I'll do whatever the head coach tells me to do. So well, if so, to me, this decision should have been Hubert Davis's alone to make. So and, I agree, and it should have been about the program, not about the the feelings of players who were completely crushed and heartbroken over the way their season went. Which, again, I absolutely understand. Absolutely understand. All right, keep it, uh, keep holding it down in Kinston, Todd.
0: All right, appreciate it. Take it you, easy. Guys. You
2: got it. Uh, Mike is in Wilmington. Mike, what's going on?
1: Well, I hate to say this. I wish Hubert would have just said, no, we're going. Y'all don't, if you, anybody doesn't want to go, just stay home because he, he needs to develop those young kids because. The heat is going to be on him next year, after this season, because I blame Hubert, and I'm sorry. I like Hubert like you, but he totally fouled this season up, not playing the younger players, not giving them the playing time that they needed to develop. Yeah, you know?
2: I mean, I'm not. It's, it's hard to argue. Look, I, I wish they would have played their bench more. Um, yeah. We're we're not in practice, so it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to say why that why we didn't see those guys play, right? Uh, right. But, but they were all recruited for a reason, and it would have been nice. This would have been a great opportunity, <clears throat> even if Baycott, like Baycott, doesn't have to leave the program. We could simply say Armando Baycott's ankle needs rest. And there's no sense in him fighting through pain yeah. to play in the NIT. Oh yeah, right. We could have easily done that. That would n- nobody would have been upset about that. Benkov's no. been a great player for this team.
1: But uh, and also listen, Roy went, but Dean Smith went a couple of times to, to the NIT back in the early seventies before yes. he expanded the field. Yeah, but I don't want I don't, want, I don't want to go coach. back
2: and use a, a pre like a, a bygone era. Uh, because it, everything is different then. The no, tru- no, no, I get it. Right? But
1: still, it is about the development of the younger players, and the Heat will be on Hubert starting next year.
2: Yeah, I mean, the the, I, I don't I don't disagree with that. The Heat's always going to be on the head coach. The Heat was on Hubert last year, too. The Heat's on Hubert this year. Uh, I don't think uh, Hubert is uh, going to get fired anytime soon. Mike and Wilmington, I appreciate your, uh, your You're time. Welcome. Uh, You're welcome it is about the young guys but it's also about this is the program and if you want to say well w- what benefit is there to playing in the nit well i would just say why do we have it why did they feel it was okay to go in 2010 why did they feel it was okay to go in 20 in 2003 and the reason is they must have saw, have seen some benefit in 2010. This era is not that much different than 2010. So miss me with the, the NIT isn't good enough for us. Miss me with that. Because there's a lot of good programs that are in it. Villanova, Michigan, others. Clemson is the top seed. So I don't buy that. You're not going to convince me with, whoa, we, what What can we benefit? Again, there are seven players who could play. If the veteran players who played the Lion Chair of the Minutes don't want to play, we got seven players who could play. And if they don't all want to play, they don't all want to play. I bet you got uh, a bunch of kids who busted their ass in practice who would play. I don't care if they're walk-ons. Go out. Get drilled. But the program should have played. Hey, it's Adam Golden. I'm in studio with my friend, Coach Pete DeRuda with the Capital Financial Advisory Group. Is it ever too soon to seek out you and your expertise? Really, there's no too soon. But it's time to get serious. So if you're 50 or
3: over, we call it the financial red zone. And that's when really it's time for you to take control of your money and, and make sure you have a firm on your side that's a fiduciary planning firm, which means they take your side at all times. Now, we'll do this for the next 10 of you who call. This is a $1,000 value, but I'm going to waive my planning fee to make sure you get your total retirement plan and you get on the right path for retirement.
0: Call 888 843 or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor.
2: Panthers trading for number one, which happened Friday afternoon, is winning the poll right now. Darren Gant, Panthers.com. I thought we should ask the old guy. There's got to be a lot of excitement running through Mid street these days uh take me I don't know how far behind the scenes you can uh, you can take me, but take me behind the scenes to the uh the excitement running through the building
3: well i i, I think it, obviously there should be a, a excitement they haven't been in this position since two thousand eleven when some guy named cam Newton. Uh, came in with the first pick in the draft. And and while we don't know that this next guy might turn into a Cam Newton or anything approaching it, what you do know is they've got a shot to get off the wheel. And, and this was kind of always the intent. As I wrote on Panthers.com, this was probably coming the minute you put this staff together, when you get Frank Reich and he says, oh, yeah, I can get you Jim Caldwell. I can get you Thomas Brown. I can get you Josh McCown. You you didn't bring all those guys in to coach mid grade free agents or right. leftovers or seventh round picks. You you got those guys because you believe they can make a difference for you on offense. And now, if you want to empower that star studded coaching staff, you you give them something like this. And and we don't know how that's going to turn out. And I think that's probably the the biggest takeaway for me is right now there is excitement about getting to that spot. But if anybody who does what I do for anyone tells you, Oh, they're absolutely doing this to go get fill in the blank, that person's lying to you and you should remember it because (laughs) they're just trying to sound more authoritative than they can possibly be because they
2: don't know yet. So you, how many quarterbacks do you think they really like right now? I think I think a lot of
3: this, you know, you go into the evaluation process when you were still picking nine. And, and I think as you looked at that group, it runs four deep. I mean, it was the four first-round guys. Right. It was Young, it, it was Stroud, it was Levis, it was Richardson in some order. And, and your mileage may vary depending on which team you happen to work for. But – uh, I, I think they kind of looked at that clump before and those are still the guys, you know, that I think you've got to look at. And, and you know, they have been, um, you know, I think it's obvious that they want to continue to look at all those guys. They'll go to all the pro days. They'll show faith uh, in Columbus, in Kentucky, in Alabama, at Florida. Um, The end of the month and and they'll be seen at all these places to kind of keep everybody in the mind. I mean, I, I think there is some probably um, I don't want to say uncertainty, but I think there's they're willing to play this thing out and, and do the long play on this one and see. You know, if they get to Columbus and they go out and have a stake with C.J. Stroud and they decide this is absolutely the guy, maybe they go that way. But maybe they show up in Tuscaloosa the next day and have the same experience with Bryce Young and think, wait a minute, we got to rethink this. So I I think there are still some options for the coming uh, weeks. But I think, by and large, just the opportunity to to change the trajectory of that position was the reason they did this.
2: Darren Gantt. Panthers.com joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. We ask the old guy as often as he'll allow us to ask him. I remember the conversation that we had back in 2011 going into that draft, and you were of the uh, you mind.
3: Re- you remember that? Oh, yes. I don't remember what I had for
2: breakfast. I remember. Um... And you know what? You're going to remember this, too, because <laughs> you said uh, don't overthink it. Cam Newton yeah. was the number one pick. So my question here is, do we have anybody that even approaches that ilk? No, no, I don't think so. Not yet. I,
3: I think it's become more complicated. And, and I tell you what, I mean, if you, if you had asked me this on December 1st, right. I would have said that Bryce Young is probably that guy. And And just because you can say whatever you want about his size, He did this at the highest level Uh um, against the highest level defenses really successfully. And and I don't know that I would have necessarily put CJ Stroud into that category until the Georgia game. And I think that one kind of made everybody recalibrate a little bit and say, oh, okay, well, he is, he might not just be an ordinary Ohio state quarterback. He might be that guy. And, And I think when you see him in that setting now, you know, we're going to parse this thing out over the next six and a half, seven weeks to the infinite degree, but I don't think there is that Cam guy. I mean, Mike Mayock's evaluation at the time, notwithstanding, that (laughs) Lane Gabbard would be a better NFL quarterback (laughs) than Cam Newton, which I don't think has turned out. And, oh, by the way, Mike Mayock's not a general manager anymore. Um, Yeah, other than that, I, I don't necessarily see that, clear cut because I think there are arguments you can make in in the favor of either one of them
2: look you raised the you brought the name up of the guy that I think is the best quarterback in the draft the guy who reads the defense is the best throws the ball accuracy accurately most accurately he's the best guy but he's 5'10 and about 185 pounds with quarters in his pocket and I, I my fear is that Forget about the uh, the fact that he's five ten. Russell Wilson is five ten, but he'll he's only a right. He's just right. He's only he's only one hundred eighty five pounds, and he doesn't have the frame that's going to get that much bigger. So I'm afraid he'll break. And
3: Adam, he weighed two hundred and four pounds at the scouting combine. Did you not get the memo? I I
2: I missed that one, and I'm also now, not now buying he it.
3: Drank a gal? Perhaps he drank a gallon of water before he got on the scale. I don't know, but um, yeah, I mean, I I do think we run the risk of saying something that will be viewed as silly ten years from now. If you if you get hung up, okay, two oh four, maybe that's. But would the difference between 198 and 191 make a difference? I don't know. How much of a difference does it have to be? I mean, is he little? He is, of course. I mean, he's smaller than the prototype, and there's going to be that concern. But I, I just think the thing that stands out to me, he doesn't play a little guy's game. He He plays a regular-sized quarterback's uh-huh. game. He's reading defenses. He's making yep. checks at the line. He's doing NFL stuff. You know, he's been playing for Bill O'Brien, and that's an NFL offense. Right. Uh, so I, I like his ability to do it at the NFL level. And, you know, I, I think there are certain things that will change the way you think about him. I mean, obviously, these guys are trying to keep Bradley Bozeman around. And if you keep your center – and what is a really good offensive line? Then I think you automatically feel better about it. But with any of these guys, it's going to be about who you surround them with. Yes, you know the best thing. The best thing that happened to Cam Newton in eleven, you know, even though he and Steve weren't a successful long-term relationship, uh, the best thing they did for Cam in eleven was go out and sign a, a trade for a Greg Olson and yeah. sign him a Jeremy Shockey. Yep, and have a couple of those guys. So I think no matter who it. It is these first few hours of free agency, or first couple of days of free agency, I should say. Maybe you trade for uh, a target, uh, whether it's a receiver or a tight end. I think you have to consider those in unison, um, and you've got to give him help.
2: Uh, you you bring up you actually went to my next question. It'll be my last one for Darren Gant at Darren Gant on Twitter. Ask the old guy Panthers dot com that with the trade of D.J. Moore, with including D.J. Moore in the deal, there basically are no receivers, no, like, credible top-flight receivers at right. uh, on Mint Street right now. So if you bring in a quarterback, be it Young or be it Stroud or Richardson or Levis, then they don't have anybody to throw to. They need seven new bodies They need a bunch of wide receivers, they need at least two tight ends, and they need a running back out of the backfield that can catch the ball. That's a lot to get to. I know they have their draft picks. They have one which they're going to use in a quarterback. They have uh, an early second, they've got a third, they've got two fourths. They can certainly restock there, but that's what they have to do, no? Right. Yeah,
3: it would be a perfect situation if you had D.J. Moore and Christian McCaffrey here. Oh, wait, without D.J. Moore and Christian McCaffrey, you don't have the picks to make this deal. So, um, you know, I, I think realistically, yeah, sure. I mean, would you have wanted to give D.J. Moore in this deal? I don't think the Bears do it when they did it without D.J. in that deal because, you know, they're thinking of it the same way. I mean, they've got a Justin Fields problem that they're trying to figure out and, and they need to give him a premier receiver to see if he can be his best self. Um, so I, I think they were insistent on DJ being right. part of this for this to get done in March. I mean, if not, then I think they might've ridden it out until April and tried to see who was going to offer the, the biggest collection of picks. Because I mean, honestly going from one to nine is not ideal for the bears. If you don't get DJ Moore, because it takes you out of the mix for those uh, top-end pass rushers and uh, top-end defensive players and some of those big targets like that. So I, I think, you know, it's unfortunate. It's something you've got to overcome, but it was also the cost of doing business. And frankly, you know, franchise-level quarterbacks are harder to find than D.J. Moore-level <laughs> wide receivers. And even though D.J. Moore-level wide receiver is very, very good.
2: Yep. I I, I agree. I'd... Uh, I, it's hard to understand why teams draft wide receivers really high when there are, look, no offense to DJ Moore, there are so many wide receivers that come uh, into the league, whether it's uh, second round, third round, undrafted like Adam Thielen.
3: Uh, I'd push back on that a little bit. I mean, the Adam Thielen's of the world are really rare and... and while I do believe that the law of supply and demand dictates that there are more qualified receivers mm-hmm. coming into the league than there were 20 years ago, DJ's still really good. I mean, no, no, he separated he, I'm not, himself from that group pretty effectively.
2: It's not a knock on DJ. I'm not in yeah. any way criticizing DJ Moore. I think he's a very good wide receiver. I don't look at DJ Moore as an elite one, number one wide receiver. I look at him as a good wide receiver that maybe is better a, suited to being you're a.
3: Pretty a t- tough, you're a pretty tough grader. There I think must so. not be very many elite ones if <laughs> DJ doesn't count.
2: Do we, do we disagree on just how. We might disagree on just how good DJ Moore is. I like him.
3: We, we might. Okay. We might. Uh, I think he's really good. I, I don't know where you draw the line at elite. Is it eight? Is it 10, is it 15? I think he's one of those guys. I think he's. Yeah, because he's so physical, because he's got run after the catch ability, and because he can go yard like you saw him do in Atlanta. um, Yeah, I think he's pretty special. Now, is he Devontae Adams? But Devontae Adams might be a top five or a top four or whatever. I'm with you on that.
2: Also, was, was Devontae Adams a first round pick?
3: Gosh. I don't, I, don't don't so. really, uh, I don't think so. Don't think so. He had the benefit. He had the benefit of playing with that Aaron Rodgers guy, who's helped a lot of. Uh, and and that's the other <laughs> thing to me. Not to extend this segment way beyond its expiration date, <laughs> uh, but. That's another thing I think you got to remember about d j is not just that he was consistently productive, he did it with about a million different quarterbacks going back to his Maryland days uh through his career here no I question. mean he never had the opportunity to play with that kind of guy and still and I mean to me, if you believe Justin Fields is going to be a good one, then we'll find out
2: oh i, I don't believe that Justin Fields is going to be a good one uh and d j moore was You're so hamstring
3: skeptical I am You're so. S-
2: cynical dj moore was hamstrung by his uh by the quarterbacks he played with so he might be way better than even i give him credit because (laughs) of the quarterbacks he played with darren gant
3: you've got to always look on the bright side that's what's gotten me through life if
2: you threw to dj moore he'd be in the hall of fame already you the man. He's I appreciate your time.
3: Yet. He needs to wait at least five years. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll visit again
2: soon. You got it. We're, we'll, we love asking the old guy. Darren Gant at Panthers.com, at Darren Gant with two T's for extra talent. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen
3: in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open a 16th. To our grand opening party, then we're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at TheDesignery.com.
2: By the way, the Raiders are uh, finalizing a deal with Jimmy Garoppolo. Hey, look at that. So, you you understand that I am a recovering Jets fan, right? Yes, I am no I'm... longer a Jets fan. I could care less. They are but I have familiarity with them. And for those people who remain Jet fans, and I know many, I can't figure out why, but I know many why you are still a Jets fan. I feel for you. If the Aaron Rodgers thing doesn't work out, what's plan B? Hmm. I'm curious about that. Zach Wilson. Right. <laughs> What's plan B if the Aaron Rodgers thing doesn't, doesn't pan out? Because to be honest, plan A should have been Jimmy Garoppolo. Plan B should have been Derek Carr. Carr is not that good good. Garoppolo's not that good. But if you don't, if Rodgers decides tomorrow that, you know what? I'm just going to stay in Green Bay. Or I'm going to retire. Or I want to play somewhere else. What's plan B? So it, pretty much the Jets have to be all in on Aaron Rodgers at this point. Have to. By the way, there's still a rumor that Tom Brady's going to 49ers. Is that amazing? <laughs> I just find that utterly, of course, utterly amazing.
1: All right.
2: So we should play some bets.
1: Place your bets. Place your bets. Here we are. I bet you slice into the woods a hundred bucks. Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slice. Okay, you can own me. I owe you. All
2: right, sir. I actually won one of my uh, soccer wagers over the weekend, which I think had everything kind of, yeah, exactly. At Everton to uh, win a match. And good for Everton for winning a match. My uh, my Liverpool, my Reds, just wet the bed at Southampton. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry, at Bournemouth. I get those two mixed up. Like, how do you lose to a team that was last at the bottom of the table after beating Man U 7-0? How do you do that? You, you, you can't explain it. You can't explain it. Huh. Exa- that's exactly right. Huh. Yeah. yeah. You can't. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you go first, Dennis Cox. All right, I'm going to go right to the playing games tomorrow. Pitt, Mississippi State, give me the Panthers
0: plus one ten on the money line.
2: Panthers pl- plus plus one ten, very very narrow. Uh, I have not delved into these games just yet. I am uh, I am waiting. I am waiting to delve into them. Uh, all right, the Buffalo Sabers and the Montreal Canadiens are both in a a very difficult spot. They are both getting a lot of plus money love. Uh, the Canadiens are home to the Colorado Avalanche. Could they do it, Dennis, at plus 210? Yeah, they can. All right. Well, let's see if they can do it at plus 210. Right there. Okay. Money line, plus 210 to Canadiens. I've, I've gone to the Canadiens a lot lately. Not even sure that they have uh, really uh, come through for me all that often. Well, let's see if they do today. They just might. They, well, maybe not. Go ahead. You're up. <laughs> NC State plays Creighton in the first round out in Denver on
0: Friday. No, right. Thursday. Give me the Wolf Pack plus one eighty. Okay. Give me the Wolf Pack plus one eighty. It's
2: not that bad. not that uh, bad. I mean, they're they're an underdog to Creighton, but yeah. it's just a slight underdog. I would that's what are they? Four like points on the money line. is one eighty translate to four points? Something like that. Let's see four
0: points. Uh, actually, it is Friday, by the way. It
2: is Friday. I got yeah. the date
0: wrong. Uh, five and a half. Five and a half.
2: Five and a half. Oh, okay. It's a little bit more than I expected. It is Friday. Uh, by the uh, way, UNC Asheville, a my a, plus 17 and a half. Okay, that makes uh, that makes a, a ton of sense. Yeah. All right, so we've got, uh, Girona and Atletico Madrid in La Liga today. It's the it's the Monday night spectacular for La Liga today. Sure. Give me an Alvaro Morata. Anytime goal at plus 160. I'm sure he will. No idea who he is. Neither do I. I really don't know who that it Doesn't is. matter. But you're getting value. <laughs> that's all that matters. It's not that much value, plus 160. But he well, must score a lot of goals if he's only plus 160. All right. <laughs> that's where we are. National champion, Kansas, plus 1,200. Kansas? Well, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. All right. Should we do that? Should we do something like that? If you want to, go for it. You want to do plus thirty three hundred for the Duke Blue Devils to win the national championship? I see them at plus
0: thirty five hundred.
2: Oh, give it to me! Give it plus thirty five hundred uh-huh. Duke to win the national championship. Same odds as Kentucky.
0: Really? Yeah. Duke's better than Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, they are. At WakeMed mycare three sixty five, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org.